on this week's show we talk play-in we talk playoffs and then we talk nbl that's pretty much it for this week's show but there's a lot in all of that so we hope you really enjoy this week's show That ball don't lie. Welcome to Ball Don't Lie Australia. I'm your host, Dan Dinellen. Joining me as he does every single week, Mal Crawford. The big dog. Big week, Mal. We're putting in shifts. Oh, yeah. In and oh. out of the studio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're here, there, and everywhere, mate. Yeah, just getting out there and doing our bit for the lovely world of basketball that we, we know. Mm-hmm. Um, Specifically those gorgeous Brisbane Capitals teams. Oh, hashtag undefeated men's team. <laughs> <laughs> the girls, look, one and one. They're playing really well. They ran into a very tough outfit this weekend. Yes. Um, bit slow out of the gates, the Caps girls. But second half, they hung right there with the Spartans and definitely positives to build around from that second half that we saw. Yeah, and... The, the Spartans had four of their players had prior WNBL experience. So, and or WNBA. Yes, that too. <laughs> there that is too. some damn good players in that yes, team. Yes, there was. Um, so, learning curve. Um, mm-hmm. Really great for us to sit up high and watch watch the whole game from up there. Yeah, we moved up a little bit. and <laughs> Got yeah. that vantage point. <laughs> uh, um, but the men's team... Um, Two games, two wins. Can't uh, complain too much with that. Yeah, and uh, Anthony Kopskis, um, was it shaved his head mm. and raised four and a half thousand dollars. Came up for an interview, which was lovely. Just another, you know, just just a really good, gracious gentleman he is. And then uh, walked straight out on the court and what, five, ten minutes in? Gets a tech foul. <laughs> I think um, the big dog was quoted as saying possibly his first ever. Look, first first ever one that I've seen, and I've seen a lot of Ant Cops basketball. So, you know. Four and a half thousand dollars. That's a lot of bread. Um, it sure is. A little bit more than we've made doing this, Mel. About four, four and, and a half thousand, thousand yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> so, big ups to Ant for that. And... Um, Look, that backcourt for the Caps, my favourite nickname backcourt in the league, Stoddy and Cobby, mm. they're killing it. And Nick Stoddart, my goodness, that kid can play. He sure can. Um, but one of the standouts for me was uh, one Tim Sung on the court. Oh, there. don't mention that name. He mm, let me down. He did. <laughs> he did. That there was a well, actually, there was a couple of moments where there could have been some showtime dunks. But uh, should have. Well, yeah, but businesses business decisions were made on two of them, <laughs> and uh, 
you know, two laps and the other one, oh, it, oh the big fella beside me here was <laughs> literally on the edge of his seat as Tim Sung went up, caught the rebound one-handed, went to jackhammer that thing back in, but it didn't quite work out. I was ready to blow up that microphone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course, you can catch all these replays of the NBL one um, on the NBL app. You just there's a drop down menu, and you can pick any league, men or women, from NBL one, and mm-hmm. you can watch highlights, which is um, one of my favorite ways to keep up with some of the better teams around the country. It's just like a two or three minute clip of exactly that, the highlights of the game, yep. or you can watch the full replay if you want to watch the Brisbane Capitals and more importantly listen to us jabber on for a couple of hours well I, I think you mean silkily smooth you know narrate the amazingness that was the Brisbane Capitals beating the Southern District Spartans oh look I'm a humble guy now um, but we're awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the butt there you go um, so Mal big 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 show today yeah. lots of stuff to cover Oh, it yeah. is our five-month anniversary. We're nearly up to gift-giving time at six months. That's awkward. Well, I mean, that, yeah. I already yeah, yeah. got yours a few weeks ago. What was that? No, you don't know what it is yet. Oh. Well, I hope you got me something. Well, I need to know what you got me so then I don't overspend getting you something basically ironical and that's probably, um, you know... Not, not linked to your team. I got you something worth uh, a throwback pair of Jordans. Which throwback pair of Jordans? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right. Um, Mel, ready to go? Dive in? Always. Let's jump. Let's get it. Ball don't, ball don't lie. lie. That ball don't lie. All right, before we can talk playoffs, we better talk play-in since that's happened since last time we were in front of the mics. So, I tipped, well, actually I wanted the Celtics to play the the 76ers, so uh, I was a little surprised when Dan messaged me, private messaged me out of the blue during a work day um, when I was deliberately turned all my chats to mute so I could go home and... Didn't inform anyone, by the way. Yeah, exactly, so no one would, you know, (laughs) deliberately ruin stuff. And, uh, yeah, I just get a message out of the blue. Ha ha. You know, your team got through. It's like, <laughs> thank you. Because I didn't want to watch my team's first ever playing game. You know, just because his team had already been dragged through a playing tournament. But anyway. I just had this feeling that you weren't having a great day. I knew to bring a smile to your face before very much anger. Um, I wasn't having a great day, and it did not bring a smile to my face. <laughs> so anyway, after I went home and you know watched it, there were two things that I did not foresee genuinely happening in this game. Tatum dropping a 50-piece, and Russell having a pretty awful game by his standards. Um, can I add a third? Go. Celtics winning, because you picked them to lose. Well, you know. <laughs> I wanted a Knicks-Celtics matchup. But anyway, Pacers-Hornets. What do we need to know? Um, nothing. Hornets, Hornets didn't show up. <laughs> no? No, Hornets lost. Sorry. Hornets did not show up. Pacers did. Um, Pacers are up 16 after the first quarter and just went on with it. Sabonis, 14, 21, 9. 
that's about it. Lamelo not ready for that stage just yet. Um, look, probably still have him as rookie of the year. The odds on sports bet, gamble responsibly, of course, mm-hmm. is just bewildering to me. I think last time I saw Anthony Edwards was out to $10, which I think is just criminal. <laughs> Their seasons have been very comparable. I know Lamelo's been a bit more showy and a bit more in your face, but don't forget Anthony Edwards has caught a few bodies this year and mm-hmm. um, played a lot more games. He just, I think he started off really slow, Lamelo came flying out of the gates or sorry, after a couple of weeks um, really took Edwards until the all-star break to get going. But look, I don't think the rookie of the year race should be that far apart. They're very comparable players. And anyway. um, Yeah. And if you take away the, you know, stories and stuff around the family and silly dads, oh, well, silly dad. (laughs) Just one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, and remove all that media hype. Yeah. It's Mm. a lot more of a, Ooh, you know, could go either way. It's more of a discussion as opposed to, but that's that's the rookie of the year. There's no necessarily set criteria. Anyway, moving on. Grizz versus the Spurs. Come mm. on. Jaeger. Big JV, 23 and 23. Absolutely unstoppable under the hoop. Um, big show out for Dylan Brooks. He, You know, Grizz don't get a lot of... National games, so a lot of people don't really watch the Grizz too much. But Dylan Brooks just had DeRozan and DeJounte Murray in his pocket all night. Um, Those two shot a combined 9 of 26 from the field. Um, Brooks, 24 points. Shout out Kobe and the number on Dylan Brooks' back. And Jar, 20 points, 6 and 6. Did their best to lose, (laughs) but (laughs) held him out. And got got the job done against, you know, albeit not the best Spurs roster we've seen it, but it's still a Spurs team. It's still coached by Popovich, so mm-hmm. you know still nothing to Mills gawk at. Court. Yeah, well, um, you still have Patty Mills and Rudy Gay had a big game against his former uh, team, but wasn't to be. So Grizz move on to play the uh, loser of Lakers and Golden State, which is our next game now. Mm. Yeah, Lakers and Golden State were in their Golden State were in their Oakland jerseys. Not mm. a huge fan. You're not a fan of them. I love them. Yeah, maybe it's because I invested in one. Uh. Not a lot of money, but <laughs> <laughs> invested nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This one uh, had one of the really genuinely great endings. I thought I I mm. really enjoyed the ending to it. You know, not necessarily the lead up, but the last last 10, 20 seconds because you've got Steph Curry there defending LeBron. LeBron basically does to Steph what Steph's been doing to the entire league with, you know, that step fade, back, fade away. Yep. Three-pointer, meter or so plus from the three-point line, chucks it up. Whether he was aiming for whatever ring, I don't care. Like, in the moment, it was genuinely gorgeous. And the look on Steph's face when it went down was just... <laughs> uh, it's that. I've, I'm meant to do that to you. Yeah. Kind of look. Uh, yeah. Oh, that, that's the shot this? I had lined up next. <laughs> sort of... Uh, uh. 
But uh, did you uh, want to mention anything about uh, oh. anything else that happened in that game there, mate? <laughs> Some backboards were banged, that's for sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, you know, apart from the game itself, which was a great game, nothing to take away whatsoever. In my opinion, Golden State should have won that game, but um, blew it, basically. Blew it slash LeBron took it. Um, but look, it, it's been a big circling story around forever but it always gets highlighted at times like this of lebron james's antics and driving narratives and stacking the odds against himself and we've had extensive chats about this in you know in person with people and in you know different types of group chats but to me lebron has his whole career he's navigated social media really well in terms of he's never put a foot wrong. And I can't say Jordan would be like that. I can definitely say Dennis Rodman would not have been like that. <laughs> um, and it's a lovely thought, though, isn't it? D-Rod in the current game. <laughs> Dennis Rodman with Instagram. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, but the greats like MJ and Kobe, not a huge social media presence because it wasn't prevalent during their careers, really. Kobe, of course, on the back end of his career, social media is getting big, um, but not really in his prime in the middle of his career. LeBron's had it almost from start to finish, or definitely once he started to mature, social media was a big thing. And look, he's never put a foot wrong either on social media, you know, in as a person, whatever, but the way that he really drives narratives and and paints his own legacy just kind of bangs my backboard a little bit, but mainly because he doesn't need to do it. Mm. He's not a failed superstar. He's not someone who was really good and then got hurt and now isn't. You know, he's an all-time great. He's a top, whatever, without being too controversial, we'll just go, he's a top five player of all time. I don't think anyone can argue that whether you're having one, five, or in between, whatever. He doesn't need to paint this picture of, woe is me, the world is against me, how will I ever overcome this? Uh, Which he seems to do a lot of, you know? These injuries that just pop up from time to time when he's down in a series or lost a series or, you know, um, coming out and saying things like, Oh, M- uh, Steph Curry should be the MVP. He's the best shooter we've ever seen. You know, like, how am I meant to beat Steph Curry with just Anthony Davis on my team? Um, yeah, and he just sort of paints this narrative of the odds are always stacked against me. And if I win anything, it- it's my greatness overcoming all of these odds. And look, from time to time, he's got a point. I don't think he does this season, but... From time to time, he does have a point, and my my whole thing is that he just doesn't need to do it. Mm. He's one of the greatest players we've ever seen. No one's going to argue that. Well, no one that knows anything about basketball is going to argue that. Um, but anyway, that's just what's been banging my backboard lately, and you know, I just I just like watching greatness on the court. I don't need to hear about it in press conferences and. How, how much the odds are against you. So, yeah. Yeah, my big issue with the whole, uh, with some of the LeBron stuff around the flopping and the yada, 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 
my issue weirdly isn't with LeBron or with any of these players that do it. It's you know I don't have an issue with CP3, even though he was one of the first to stop dribbling and let the defender you know come into him in those sort of situations. With the flopping and those sort of things, I actually have more of an issue with the NBA not being tougher. Like, you know, when it comes to that stuff, there's been a lot of whinging about it in the last week. And while the NBA has tried to be tougher, they haven't tried to be tougher with some of the all-stars. They've just tried to be tougher with some of the, just the regular players in the NBA. And they need to get tougher with everybody with this, Mm. with this flopping and stuff like this. And I think they have to um, basically cut any negative talk towards referees right out. Like you can go and, you know, be, have a respectful conversation and ask what happened. But I have an idea I want to propose to you just briefly. Um, so the NBA cuts all negative talk out to the ref, uh, from players to the referees. The coaches can, you know, still have at it. But no players allowed to do it. Then, um, we also have a time limit on re- on reviews, so it's like two minutes, maximum. So keep that stuff down, and there's no whining at all to the referees. But here's the kicker: at the end of the game, after the game's over, a team can then go and request a review of a refereeing situation or call. Not, and it won't change the outcome, but it'll just the idea is to then instruct that you know, referee or, you know, try and fix that problem moving forward. And you get three of these um, referrals, like reviews per Mm. team per year, and you've got to use them wisely. So you've, you know, you're putting the onus back on the team not to just whinge all the time. So we're getting rid of this whinge attitude at that the players currently have and this flopping and this, all this kind of stuff is hopefully then ripped out of our game. Whether that happens or not, meh. But, you know, that was my big take from the, the all this, you know, LeBron flopping stuff. Because he does it because it works. And he does it because the NBA allows it. And they don't need to. Well, and, there yeah. are other reasons as well. And to be fair to him, mm. he is faster, bigger, stronger than just about everyone. So when he gets hit the same way a normal player gets hit, it doesn't have the same impact. Same thing that used to happen to Dwight Howard when Dwight Howard would get hacked all the time. You got to exaggerate the contact to get the call. And I understand that. Um, but I think you're 100% correct in a general sense with the flopping, the mm. complaining. Like, I didn't actually have an issue with the with the one with Draymond because it looked like on the replay that he actually hit his head on the court. Like if, when he was falling backwards when I was watching it live at least, it looked like he genuinely fell backwards and hit his head. And sure, you know, and got gouged in the eye or touched in the eye. You know. I mean, it took some time. They were reviewing the whole thing anyway, so it wasn't as if he was, you know, really... I didn't think he was actually milking that one particularly, but a lot of people were whinging and, you know, making sure that the referees went and... Refer- they were always going to go upstairs and have a look at it. It was LeBron James... You know, in one of the in the big play on playing game, that's got a heap of talk around it, around the fact that he didn't think it should be going on. Of course, they were going to review it. So, but yeah, yeah, I know. I just had a rant about LeBron, but 
I didn't get all the hate about this eye gouge thing. Like, if you've ever been truly poked in the eye, yeah. it hurts, it and like you can't see. <laughs> Especially yeah. if if they were if he was to have got a scratched um, eyeball. Mm. Like, if you've ever had a nail like scratch your eye, it, it's not pleasant and it's very hard to see. So, mm. you know, if that is truly what happened, like I, I kind of sympathize or you know empathize with LeBron in that instance. Um, but then going out and saying, oh, I saw three rooms, so I aimed at the middle one. I think, personally, I don't think that's LeBron's narrative thing. I think that's him just literally having a laugh. I mm. I think that's just him just playing around a bit. So yeah. he copped a lot of criticism for that and for the eye thing, but I don't think that was warranted personally. I didn't have... I, I think I agree with you in not having an issue with that. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I didn't have an issue with Draymond. I like I thought that was the right call. It wasn't yeah. He just went two hands straight up. His head just happened to be there. Like Yeah. You know, he didn't extend through the, the face or anything, so Anyhow. Uh, yeah, I've I'm off my soapbox. I've calmed down a bit. You've chilled? Yeah, I'm ready for the next game. We're All not right. gonna spend a lot of time on. No. Whiz paces. Whiz one, paces didn't show up. Yeah. That's so, it. That pretty much covers. <laughs> Yep, usual. Russ was good. Bill was good. Yep. Gafford's good off the bench. Well done, Wizards. All right. <laughs> Grizz GSW. I'll let you take this one. Oh. All right. Now you actually joined me for the fourth quarter slash overtime period of this game. Mm-hmm, 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 and mm-hmm. geez, I'm glad you did. It was so much fun. Mm. Um, walked into me whinging that we're about to blow the game and. Um, got to sit down and watch overtime. But you were a nervous Nelly, it has to be said. Yeah, I don't think my back touched the back of my couch at all. Uh. <laughs> um, but I, to be fair, I had just watched my team blow a nine-point lead with just over a minute left. And um, for some wacky reason, not um, challenge a kick out on a three-pointer, you know, it was... Just absolutely baffling me, and um, Coach Jenkins got crucified in the media afterwards, rightfully so, in my opinion. Um, but anyway, Golden State Warriors, 21 turnovers. 13 mm. of them were Steph and Draymond. Mm. The Grizz came out and just said, right, you might beat us tonight. It might happen. It ain't going to be you two. <laughs> it, it could be anyone else. It ain't going to be you two. And... A lot of Draymond's passes that were picked off by, you know, the likes of Slow-Mo, Kyle Anderson, they were ones that he would normally get away with, but the Grizz had done their research. They'd watched the tape. They were sort of baiting him into throwing these types of passes, but having defenders with the right length and speed to intercept the balls. So I think they played those two really well. Steph obviously still got his. He was still Steph. Um, Dylan Brooks, again, I'm not going to... We're going to talk about him again very soon. So mm. um, he was in Steph's shirt the whole game. I thought Wiggins was really good. He didn't stop Steph, but geez, he slowed him down. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I mean, yeah, to the point with eight seconds left, a long time. Draymond Green's the one taking the last shot. Who, uh, who has proved this year that um, he ain't clutch. Get the ball to anyone else. Yeah. Mm. Um, Good defender, yes. Clutch guy, no. Yep. Jar, awesome. He's that dude, as he says. I'm that dude. Um, (laughs) 
I, I, I don't get this personally, but every time they interview him, he just starts off with, you hear me? It's like, yep. <laughs> You're talking to a microphone. <laughs> I guess it's some, I don't know. I'm not hip enough to understand that. Um, anyway, uh, did want to mention though, the rookies for the mm-hmm. Grizz, Tillman and Bain. Um, we will get to them again very soon, but absolutely phenomenal in this game, especially Tillman. Is a second round draft pick this season, coming out of Mitchie State, hitting a few lovely corner threes after hitting the side of the backboard on one. But <laughs> he stepped in when Valanchunas uh, fouled out, mm. and just hitting these shots was just so cool to see. It actually kept Jaron Jackson on the bench, um, the way the Tillman was playing. So. Um, and then Bain, of course, you know, he's been my favorite rookie since the draft because his name's Bain. Um, <laughs> it's just awesome. <laughs> the fact that my team got him is even better. Mm. Um, but he's just an absolute sniper. You I mean, if he puts up a shot, you think, God, that's going in. Um, so shout out to the Rooks. Grizz, very good drafting the last few years. And um, yeah, that's the playing wrapped up, I guess. Well, one thing I did love oh, sorry, Matt, um, yeah. that I saw after the... Golden State Grizz game was actually a meme someone created of the photo of Draymond at the press conference. And was it the text said, yeah, I saw three rings and I tried to dunk it in the left yeah. one. I thought that was <laughs> just hilarious. Uh, um, so yeah, sad way to end Steph's ridiculous season, but um, he'll be loading up again next year with Clay and Wiseman coming back, Ubre possibly, mm-hmm. you know. Have to wait and see. We'll see how they go. Yeah. Ball don't, ball don't lie. lie. That ball don't lie. All right. Playing done. Dusted. Time for the playoffs. Let's get to some predictions first. Round one predictions. Jazz and the Grizz. Who do you have, big fella? What's your prediction? <laughs> ja Moran, I'm on my Grizzlies. As J. Cole would say. And you now know who J. Cole is, don't you, Mel? Yeah, he did not have a good game in his first game from what I saw. But hey, he's uh, one of the best rappers going around and he plays professional ball. So he's got my respect. Um, That means a lot. Anyway. (laughs) So all the predictions I've got written down Mm -hmm. on my notes here, I did on Saturday before the playoffs. So Mm -hmm. um, with mine. Yep. Yeah, so I did all these predictions before any playoff basketball was played. So initially, I've picked the Jazz four to two, four games to two, taking down the Grizz. Uh, I've actually got the Grizz in seven. Oh, oh my guy! Is that before or after game one? Uh, no, no, that was before. Before. Ooh. I, I kind of got the feeling. Is that because I had more faith in the Celtics than you did? <laughs> is, is this revenge? <laughs> I kind of got the feeling from chats we'd had before that, you know, you kind of came around to the idea that Jazz were going to get up. <laughs> now, I think the Jazz probably will get up, but I just love the idea that I predicted that the Grizz are going to get <laughs> and up. And I didn't. And that you didn't. <laughs> oh. So, on, yeah. On I've, that note. I've got the Grizz in seven. <laughs> on that note, so as far, the Jazz going well, as it turns <laughs> out. Um. One villain Brooks mm. has entered the building. Mm. So as 
a pretty cool nickname that was floating around Twitter, I believe. Um, Dylan Brooks is now known as Villain Brooks because he does he loves being the villain. He's always chatting to the crowd. Him and Joe Ingles got into it in the first few minutes of the game. Joe Ingles told him he can't guard him. I was like, okay. <laughs> you, oh, um, okay. Um, good job, Joe. You had 11 points. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Single double. Yeah. Dylan Brooks had a cash 31. So, uh, Smoke and Joe might want to... Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, well, that's now three games in a row. For Dylan. For Dylan. Just being awesome. Yeah. Two play-ins. One playoff. Yep. So... For the Grizzlies, this is the youngest ever team. Oh, sorry, not youngest ever. Youngest team to play in the playoffs since the OKC Thunder with their big three, mm-hmm. um, which is 2012, I think, nearly 10 years ago. And three of the starters. Short lived big three, too. <laughs> so Morant, Brooks, and Jaron Jackson, three of the starters. It was their first ever playoff game. So pretty big game to enter Utah, the number one seed. The, the building was rocking. There was lots of LEDs in the stairs. It was just <laughs> tripping me out. But anyway, um, Jar came up pretty big, 26. Um, Jonas and Gobert kind of just equaled each other out. and <laughs> Neither of them really did much. So that'll be one to keep an eye on. I thought for the Jazz, Conley, your guy. <laughs> All-star Mike Conley. I thought he was their best player. Personally, alleged holster 22 points, 11 assists, and I think by far their best player in this game. Um, not even close. Um, but Bogdanovich did catch fire, he dropped 29 in the end. Um, and look, this is without Donovan Mitchell, who was quite upset that he, he thought he was playing mm. and he was told just before the game, uh, nah. you know, we're just playing the Grizz, it's all good, like we'll, we'll beat him, don't worry Should about be it, right, mate. And uh, my boys came out swinging and go up one nothing in the series. So you're still locking them in, Grizzly in seven. Is that your actual pick, or is that just your stirring Dan up pick? Yeah, let's roll with it. Okay, okay. Um, look, <sighs> look, I, I, I've bet on stuff with way crazier odds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whilst I would love to see the Grizz get up. I think maybe winning one more game is a realistic target of this series. So anything can happen. Any injuries can occur. Um, Keeping in mind, Utah kicked out absolute butts every game this season. Every single game. No no game was competitive. They absolutely whooped us every time. So look, we'll see what happens. Um, But the Grizz are playing with house money. So anything can happen. Remember yeah, the We yeah, Believe yeah. Warriors? We're the We Believe Grizzlies now. So, <sighs> yep. here we go, baby. Right. Strap yep. yourselves in. What's the uh, <laughs> What's the next series going to break down now? Uh, next one, Suns-Lakers. Mm. Do you know why this was interesting to me? Because uh, you don't like either team, I don't know. <laughs> hey, Lakers are a childhood love of mine kind of. Uh-huh. Just because uh-huh. number 24 played for them. Dreams um, turned to nightmares, yeah. <laughs> First ever time <laughs> number seven seed has been the favourite to win a series. Mm. <laughs> and and it's got nothing to do with injuries on the second seed. It's just Lakers were favourites. They were favourites in this game. They're favourites in the series. Um, so, you know, with Lakers being favourites, do you, did you have them winning the series, Mel? Uh, I've got Lakers in six. Okay. 
I, I took Suns in six. Ooh. Yeah. So this is also Devin Booker's playoff debut, along with those young Grizz. Um, obviously, DeAndre Ayton's um, debut, but mm-hmm. not Chris Paul, obviously. Uh, no, although he did seem to pick up a little <laughs> little bit of a niggle, which is classic <laughs> Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just pick up an injury in the playoffs. That's Chris Paul well, for days. He's built like me, but thinks he's built like LeBron <laughs> and plays that hard. Oh, yeah. He, um, he gives it everything. Yeah. He switched to the vegetarian diet this year. So, well, <laughs> Vegan? Last year? Ve- vegan. Yeah. yeah vegan Got most of the year. team on it, I believe. Well, look, it's hard to argue with his results, but, you know, it's, it's not my personal preference. <laughs> so they played their first game yesterday, mm-hmm. as we record. Um, obviously got game two coming up tomorrow so yep. listeners would have seen that but we haven't mm-hmm. um so game one mel how'd it go uh look you know sun's got it done 99 90 um you know yeah lakers uh lebron and ad didn't really fire uh upside lakers were able to keep the suns 299 mm. you know so that's that's kind of a big deal. Um, but yeah, both AD and LeBron, I think between them scored 31, 32. So, you know, they'll be looking for almost closer to double that in the next outing. Um, there was a bit of a, just a silly incident that I think we've, Ugh. you know, we don't really need to go into. No. Nah. Um, nah. No. Um, and yeah, look, Sun Sun's got away with one. Um, yeah, look, Sun's not yep. saying they can't do it. But I'd love to see the Lakers lose. Do not get me wrong. I, <laughs> you know, Celtics fan forever. Anytime the Lakers lose, I feel as if that's a personal victory. So, but I I think they'll turn it around and get it done. Um, but LeBron's so injured, it doesn't really matter. So. <laughs> Is what he tells us. <laughs> uh, a bit of cheeky narrative tweaking there. However, yeah, in his debut, Booker, 34, yep. 7 and 8, playoff debut, of course. Yep. <laughs> he has played NBA games before. Mm-hmm. Um, DeAndre Ayton, 21 and 16. Mm-hmm. Would have been really good in fantasy this year, Joel, but anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, as you kind of alluded to, LeBron and AD, 11 of 29 from the field in what really felt like the classic game one LeBron. Let's sit back. Let's watch this team run their sets. Let's see how they defend our certain pick and rolls or, mm-hmm. you know, how they rotate on defense. And, uh, yeah, me and AD weren't very good and you just beat us with Aiton and Booker playing about as good as they're going to give. Mm-hmm. And you just beat us so <laughs> at home. So, you know, I hope the Phoenix can really make a run here and win the series. I did pick them on Saturday to win in six. However, bit worried. <laughs> LeBron is being LeBron right now and um, anything could happen. I think either way this series is going six, maybe seven. I might change my pick to. Maybe the Suns in seven. Um, I think it's going to be a really entertaining series. Two completely different teams, mm. different styles. And I think, you know... That all the rough and tumble, albeit silly, definitely opens up 
bit of feeling going through the series, just like in the Grizz and Jazz game with them jawing and grabbing each other. There's there's a lot of feeling in this first round. Everyone's in their feelings. Yeah, game one too. Like love it straight <laughs> in. So that's only going to intensify. You'd have to think. I can't think of a more exciting like opening weekend of the playoffs that than oh, we've had. It's, yeah, it nearly every game has been awesome. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> like for the most part, there's been a couple of results that haven't gone the way most people have predicted mm. as well. So, you know, except for me getting on the Grizz, you know. So, you're sticking with the Lakers in six? Yeah, uh, I think they turn it around. I'm actually going to change my pick. I'm going to stick with the Suns, but I'm going in seven. Mm. (laughs) What's next? Uh, Next up, we've got the Nuggies and the Blazers. I've got the Nugs in seven. Ooh, I feel mm. a wager coming on. Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, who have you got, mate? Who, who? I have the Blazers in seven. Ooh. Mm. Well, we're two games into this series now after they played their second game today. We are indeed, yes. Mm. Yes. So they've split the games, mm-hmm. one and one. So Blazers came out. And one game one in Denver. Yes. So, huge win for Melo. 18 off the bench. Surprisingly, that's his first win in Denver since he left for New York. Mm. He has not won in Denver for that long. And he got booed. He got booed. And I think that's just rubbish from Denver fans. (laughs) I mean, let's be real. How many people in that arena were hardcore Nugget fans when he played there? Yeah. Probably not a lot. And if they were, they were probably sad, just, you know, sad to see him go. It was, it was a little bit before this whole, that fad of burning jerseys and all that kind of garbage. Mm. It was a bit before then. So, And the writing was on the wall. They, you know, he made his feelings clear. He was, he wanted out. Everyone knew it. It was, just took ages for them to put together a deal. And I so. still think if it wasn't for Kobe or the Spurs, he'd have one or two chips. But... Mm. Every year he just ran into Kobe or Timmy D and Mm. co. So um, good to see Mello show out. Um, Obviously, Dame was awesome in this game. He was, but the the Blazers bench had 12 Mm. and Blazers won by 14. So, (laughs) yeah, we'll get to their bench. Sorry, uh, Blazers bench outscored. Yes. The other bench by 12. Yes. Well, yeah. Not so much in the second game. But anyway. Not so much, no. Um, no just no. before we get to the second game, in the first game, Jokic and Porter Jr. were awesome. Jokic, 34 and 16. Porter, 25 and 9. They just didn't get a whole lot of help from anywhere else, unfortunately. Mm. And I guess that's expected when Austin Rivers appears out of nowhere like a wild Pokemon and suddenly is starting playoff games for you. So Like a wild Pokemon, all right. Yeah, a bit of a throwback there. You know, it's just like, who's the most annoying one? Caterpie or whatever. Rattata. Rattata appears. Is that what it says in the games? I don't know, something like that. I am not the Crawford to talk to about Pokemon. Oh, that's right. I forget you're the next gen. Um, anyway, uh, what was on Atari? I can't, I don't know. I was, I'm too young for uh, that. It was the Sega Master System, baby. And it was <laughs> Alex the Kid. <laughs> I remember. Is that the game where you did like rock-offs against people? 
Oh, that's that's ringing a bell. I don't remember a lot of it. It's kind of it was Mario ish. Yeah, I think I know the one. And it's, you sort of jump and do a lot of things, and the screen moved, and if you didn't, you'd basically die. Like it was just. <laughs> Well, yeah. anyway, before all our basketball fans leave, because we're talking about video games. Let's flick it back. Huh? Let's flick it back. <laughs> um, last game of the... or Sorry, last West Oz series. Clips and Dallas. Clips and... Oh, sorry. We didn't talk about the Blazers' Nuggets really, second no. game. No. Sorry. Um, no, my apologies. Basically, the starting five, except for Austin Rivers, who had nine, they all had double figures at least, with um, Jokic going off for 38. So, you know, whereas the Blazers, while they had, you know, Dame time for 42, they didn't yeah, get that 32 same at half time. Mm. You know, CJ with 21. I don't think CJ took a lot of shots, though, from memory. I, I don't have it in front of me, but I don't think he took a lot of shots, but he made quite, quite a few of them. So I think he needs to be a bit more involved. Same with Norm Powell. That's what they brought him in for. They brought Norm Powell to be that third weapon, um, but it's just Dame taking every shot still, which is a fair strategy because he's awesome. But mm. um, outside of him, they didn't really get a lot today. Uh, as I said, Jokic was awesome. Um, I thought the Blazers' bench was just, I don't know, rubbish, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Today they were, yeah. Um, I thought Paul Millsap, I think he played around 20 minutes off the bench for the Nuggets. Gave him 15 and 7, so mm. nice little, that, that's a bit of injection off the bench, and you know, as a former All-Star, he, he knows how to play basketball, yeah, so. Old man Millsap, still good. Yeah. Still got enough in the tank. So, alright, well given that, so we've got the series locked one all, heading back mm-hmm. to Portland, you're still taking the Nuggies in 7? Yeah, yeah. Look, it's, it's one of those ones. I don't feel super confident. Just got a feeling. My feelings are often wrong, as we know on the show. I'm not afraid to voice my feelings, and they, I wouldn't go gambling on them, but, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. It's just the feeling I have. Uh, I'm going to stick with them in seven, the Blazers. Okay. So, oh, well, if we get a game seven. Ooh. Mm, there's chicken coming. I'm down with that. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good chicken bet? All right. All right. Clips, Dallas. Mm. <laughs> I just want to open up this one with a nice little bit of laughter. Can you imagine tanking your last few games against two of the worst teams a league has ever seen to dodge the Lakers and then lose to your matchup anyway? Hmm. <laughs> Oh, Clippers. Clips gone clip, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. I jumped in a bit quick there. <laughs> you did a bit. Who, I just got excited. Uh, I assume you're not taking the Clippers then. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'm actually am taking them. <laughs> I'm taking them in six, to be precise. Uh, it's, yeah, but I just found that absolutely hilarious. They tanked their way and then just got wiped off their home floor in game one. <laughs> I've got them in six as well. Oh, so handshake emoji. Well done. We we won't be having a chicken bet on that one. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, so yeah, they did play their first game, and obviously, <laughs> given my super excited reaction, they they lost that game, mm-hmm. which was just hilarious to me. Um, Luca was just doing Luca things. Thirty-one, ten, and eleven. Um, Tim Hardaway just caught 
El Fuego fire in the second half. He was just, is that NBA jam throwing up five balls. So, and he's the type of player that can do that. He's going to, you know, always say to our Dallas fan friend, Tim Hardaway, is that guy he's going to give you 30 or he's going to give you six? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of 15 point games. It's just, he's yeah. going to hit everything or he's going to sit on the bench because he can't, you know, throw the ball into the ocean. And Dallas just did this quarter by quarter. Like mm. they won every quarter by one, literally by one, two, three, or four points. Got it done. Yeah. And look, Paul George was very slow out of the gates, not good in the first half at all. Kawhi definitely carried the team. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> another thing I found really funny is once Kawhi and PG went to the bench, they didn't score points. You know who would be really, really handy for them right about now? Sweet baby Lou Williams. Mm. I mean... Who we'll get to shortly. Yeah, because he did exactly what the Clippers needed him to do for his new team. But anyway, (laughs) um, I'm sure Rondo's just doing great. But, you know... Playoff Rondo's bound to show up eventually. Yeah, and it's a long series, and I I do believe the Clips will make adjustments. I think Donk might be able to get him another game. He's that good, and he's going to win. He's like got that LeBron-esque factor in... You know, I'm like I alone can get one or two games here. Mm. Um, so yeah, look, I'm gonna stick with the Clippers in six. Yep, me and all. All right, time to look at the East now. We've got let's start off with the 76ers versus the Wizards. Mm. All right, buddy, how many uh. How many games are the Wizards going to win before they lose to the 76ers in this Oh, one? I thought this is where I just jump in and tell you what happened in the first game. No? Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I had written down, uh, possibly optimistically now, but anyway, mm-hmm. I wrote down 76ers in six on Saturday. So what did you write down? Uh, I have them uh, 76ers in four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, game one, how'd it go? Uh, went really well for Tobias Harris. Mm. Mm. Toby. Yeah, 37 for him. And Bede had 30. And Simmons had 15, 15, and 6. Yeah, don't forget our boy. Or well, 6, 15, and 15. Yeah, I was going to say, but the, but the 6 are actually points in that <laughs> one. He had 15 rebounds and 15 assists. Did attempt a three-pointer. <laughs> Didn't go in, but no. he attempted it, and that's mm-hmm. that's what us Boomer fans want. Mm. Yeah, look, just you know, and Beal had thirty three, but Westbrook wasn't good by Westbrook standards. Nah, had his yeah. token fourteen assists, sixteen mm-hmm. points, but just Still low efficiency. Double double, but just not not good by his you know regular figure. Regular figures. Uh, they just had no one to guard Embiid or Tobias Harris. Yep, it's <laughs> like it's just. Off you go, guys. You, yeah. you can score 80 points a game between you and we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it. Like I think the the box, like the total score at the end, it, it looked a lot closer than maybe what it was. And, mm-hmm. you know, a few weird calls with Westbrook just needing to, you know, not flick the ball back in but hold it himself and getting called for out of bounds when he maybe wasn't out of bounds. Why that ref got crucified is beyond me. Like... I mean, if you watch that in real time, you're going to think he stepped out of bounds. I mean, three quarters of his shoe is out of bounds. But 
didn't touch the floor, evidently. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Poor ref, they can't do anything. But, um, yeah, I'm going to change my pick after game one. Mm-hmm. I think Russ and Beal are good enough to get them one. So oh. I'm going to just drop, knock one win off the whiz there. <laughs> I'll say sixes in five. Yeah, I'm going to stick with four. Okay. Yeah, we... You don't think Beal and Russ are good enough to get you one? Well, they're not doing it for me, so no. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Look, I wouldn't couldn't be... even beat the Celtics. Fair enough. I, uh, I get it. I wouldn't be wildly shocked, but I'm sticking with four after that performance. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Nets and Celtics. Yeah, floor is yours. This is your team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As I've said for the last, you know, couple of months, I've given you what I genuinely thought with my head. But now I'm a fan and Celtics are going to win in six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. All yeah. right. And now your serious one? That was my serious one. Oh. Yikes. Yeah. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> Just remember, that was Mel, not Dan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I'm a fan. My team's in the playoffs. I'm always going to be a fan. I don't believe it in my head, but my heart says we can do it in six. <laughs> I'm listening to my heart big on this one, guys. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gamble responsibly, which in this case for you means not at all. Do not gamble on that advice. <laughs> do not do it. Yeah, look, you know, my team's in the playoffs. I have to back them. They're my team. Do or die. Okay, so you're making me look like the a-hole again for not going with the Grizz. I get it. That's cool. That's fine. Hey, I'm I'm supporting my team, okay? <laughs> well done. We're in the playoffs. It's time for feeling. you got to rally behind your team. Yeah. All right. Well, on Saturday, I wrote down Nets, four. Celtics, (laughs) zero. And after game one, Mal. Yes. It's going to be Nets, four. Celtics, zero. Yeah, look, I get it. Let's talk about game one, though. I get it. But, you know, you're obviously not a part of the We Believe Celtics. (laughs) <laughs> no, because you need to be an eight seed to be we believe anything. Uh, and you obviously don't believe in the wizards, so uh look for two uh, sorry, two quarters and four minutes, we had the nets. Mm. One minute later, we were down by almost ten. I like Yeah. The big three were big loads of rubbish in the first half. Yep. And the game was close. And then yep. they were like, actually, we should probably win this game. Yeah, well, we should step this up a notch. And um, they just came out. It was just, you know, and they, that's their ninth game together. Mm. <laughs> and it just turned into, all right, um, Katie, your turn. All right, Kyrie, your turn. And Harm's like, well, I'll just, I'll just get assists. But, you know, I'll put up a shot here and there. Okay, Katie, your turn. Kyrie, your turn. Yeah, and then KD fell awkwardly, and my first oh. thought was he's cooked. That's him done, and then he just yeah, how did righto, his whatever. long lanky arm not snap there? Was... Uh, oh, <laughs> mental! How yeah, because he just just then stood up. Yep, no be very very fortunate um, to not injure himself on that fall. Mm. 
Um, that, was, that was scary. Tatum was red hot to start the game, I thought. He was in the first half. He absolutely was. And then he ended disappeared. Up, he ended up shooting 30% from the field mm. when in the first quarter you thought, geez, he's going for 50 again here. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like he was catching fire. But uh, we did have um, Mr. Williams mm. with 11 points, Oof. 9 rebounds, and an alleged Celtics record of nine blocks and one turf toe yeah so <laughs> whatever yeah. the hell that is <laughs> anyway but yet nine blocks which mm. yeah i heard an yeah. interesting not stat but a fact about that yeah i think i did too probably the same one yeah one of them was mm. recovered by the celtics yeah, look, it, it takes the shine off it a little bit, but, you know, still, still, <laughs> nine blocks is... Yeah. But then again, that's that goes to show how many shots the Nets actually throw up in a game. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, Time Lord was a great fantasy player, definitely in the second half of the season for me. Um, so, yeah, but anyway. But, uh, yeah, we, we had him for a half, and then we really didn't. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, wasn't close. But I'm a fan. I'm going to back my team. Alright, Celtics in six. Till the end. Yikes. Yeah. Um anyone that's betting actual money, take Brooklyn. You won't get much, but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might be up to a dollar ten maybe, if Look, you're lucky. My brain says maybe listen to that advice. My heart says no, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Maybe, uh, maybe go with my brain if you're out there with the real money in your hand about to give it to the TAB uh, or something. Look, if you guys had Jalen Brown, I'd maybe give you a game or two. I yeah. I don't think Tatum's Tatum's that guy, not against those three, though. I don't think he's going to get you a game <clears throat> on his own against those three. And Kemba as well showed up in that first half with mm. Tatum, and it was it was pretty to see. The biggest issue the Celtics are going to have is the sheer fact that those two guys basically have to show up every night. They can't have a night off, you know, to get this series, to get past the Nets. They've got to show up big career and, numbers. And the Nets know they just need to put one quarter together every game. Yeah. And that's it. That was enough to just end it. Yeah. Sorry, Mal. You're looking a bit upset. Let's let's move on. It's all right. Um, I'm a fan. Of my team. I mean, only one of our teams is undefeated in the playoffs. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's all right. I, I tipped your team. So when they go through, <laughs> I'll be 50-50 on teams we find. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the next uh, series? We've got two more to cover. Two to go. Uh, we've got Bucks and Heat. Mm, they've now played two games, which they we'll get to. have. Who do you have... I have Bucks in five. Ooh, I okay. just I thought the Bucks after last year would just have something to prove and come out and try and prove it. Yep. Okay. I um I had Bucks in seven, but more on that very shortly after we talk about the two games. Mm. Alright, first one. Yeah. Uh was it Bucks one oh nine? Uh Heat one oh seven in uh, single OT. Yep. Uh, yeah, Middleton just got it done in the end. Jimmy got him to um, OT. And Holiday with 20, 11, and 3. Mm. Basically 
doing the job they wanted him to do in the playoffs. Yep. Giving him that extra scoring option. Yep. So, I was a little critical of him a month or two ago on on a show. Not in terms of him being a bad player, but in terms of what they gave up to get him when they had, you know, yeah. a Druish player already. Mm-hmm. But you know, and and there's the but. Um the last I would say two or three weeks, not just playoffs, but he's been unreal for them as of late and he's worth you know, everything so far. Yeah. I, I think well, considering this is really the time of year that they spent what they spent to get him mm. for so far, so good. And so Butler had a really off game, which we'll go more into when we talk about game two. Um, four of 22 from the field in this one, though. Um, Duncan Robinson and Dragic were awesome, 24 and 25 apiece. Um, but I did want to talk about Chris Middleton a bit. Of course, he hit the game winner in OT, which you know mm-hmm. is the thing he's most lauded for. The 27, 6 and 6. And he was their go-to guy in the second half and OT. Um, the guy they look to to get a bucket. And he's often thrown, like, there's always these questions or, or debates you can see online about, you know, who's modeled their game after X person. Um, so obviously being a huge Kobe fan, I always look at that. And DeRozan's always been my guy that kind of reminds me of Kobe a lot. And Middleton always pops up in these things. I think, what the heck? Why is Chris Middleton popping up in these plays like Kobe? And ever since I saw that, I've been watching him more and more. And because I've never, I've just seen him as this two-way three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but his footwork, his mid-range game, his post-ups, and that mentality of the game's on the line. I want the ball. I, I see it more and more now. And, and no way, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Chris Middleton is Kobe Bryant, but I can see the ways in which he's modeled his game after Kobe and the way, you know, that he moves with the ball, his footwork, his jump shot. Very similar into, you know, you can see that he's watched a lot of Kobe. So just wanted to mention that. Cool. Mm, I thought so. Mm. <laughs> Game two? Game two. Game two, Bucks did it again. Mm. A little bit more emphatic this time. Yeah. S- slightly. Uh, <laughs> it was ugly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just open this one? Hit hit it. Your, it. your best big man was Dwayne Deadman. How many playoff series are you going to win? <laughs> the Heat's best big man on this game was Dwayne Deadman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yikes. <laughs> Nine, 19 and 9 for the big fella off the bench. So, you know, props to him for that. But um, you're not going to go far if he's your best big man. Because um, Bam was just a shell of himself today. Not very good at all. Jimmy Butler, as I said, we'll, you know, we're going to talk more on him. So far across the two games, he's averaging 13 points on 25% from the field. 22% from three. And he's... A negative 42 on plus minus. So he is in a rut. (laughs) Not great. And there was these graphics or, you know, things that people were pointing out that Jimmy Butler sat against all these top teams in the East all year, like the Bucks, the Nets, the Sixers, so that they wouldn't know what was coming. And Jimmy Butler's now locked in and he hasn't played us all year and it just doesn't matter. No, not if you're um, throwing up those numbers. And look, Jimmy, Jimmy's that guy. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. He's proved it. 
but right now he's not. And I've got big concerns for this Heat team because they really rode Jimmy and Tyler Hero in the bubble. And Tyler Hero is yeah, not unplayable, yeah. but geez, he's falling out of favor quickly. Yeah, he's not anyone's hero no. in this game. And if Bam's struggling, Butler's struggling, their best player over the two games has been Goran Dragic off the bench. And if that's your best player in a series, off the bench, oof, um, it's not going to end well. We had Trevor Ariza, who got into it a bit with under the Kumbo. Mm. You know, a couple of different things. Why are you so much bigger, stronger, faster than me? Yeah, earn more money <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, Trevor Ariza really showed out today. Uh, five rebounds, one assist, zero points. Oof. So, yeah. Um, and he didn't do a great job of getting into onto the Kumpo's head because onto the Kumpo scored thirty-one points, thirteen rebounds, and six assists. <laughs> so, not sh- quite sure what the game plan was on that one, but uh, yeah, you know. So, you're going to stick with a sweep here? Uh, I thought I might. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to change up only mm-hmm. slightly. Mm-hmm. I still think that he can get a game here. I. There's enough there. That I know they got thumped today, so recency bias isn't coming into my head, but I think they get a game. I wouldn't be shocked if they get two, but I don't think it's going to seven. I'm I'm going to lock in Bucks in five, but wouldn't be shocked if it was in six. Sorry, I had this the sweep for the 76 as I had Bucks with five. Oh, did you? Did you yep. say that earlier? I will have to play it back. Doesn't matter. Either way, so we've both got Bucks in five. Bucks in five. Yeah. All right, nice. Um, one last one to last matchup. It's a bit of a banger. Uh, Knicks versus the Hawks. Mm. So, um, I'll just kick off. Yeah, sure. I had the Knicks taking this series in seven. I want that game seven in MSG, especially, especially after game one. Give me that game seven. Give me a Knicks victory. Let's have a party. Yeah, I've got Knicks in seven too. <laughs> Let's do it. Just for whatever reason, I don't think they're getting past them easy. And I still want to see the Knicks get past, like, you know. It's weird. I shouldn't like the Knicks. I don't genuinely like them. But, uh, you know. Having having been to MSG and Mm. seeing a game, it was during the Carmelo Anthony years, so they weren't great at this point. But, you know, it was still a packed stadium, still a Mm. lot of noise. Occasionally making playoffs. Being just watching this game one on on you know screen, <laughs> obviously not in the building. Mm. Um, just hearing how loud it was, and you know just seeing every, all the fans just going Trey Young, and then Trey <laughs> Young talking to fans later after what happened in the game. It was just so so good, mm. and like the Knicks fans, they ride or die with this team. Or no, oh, yeah. sorry, they don't. They they ride or kill this team. So mm. they cheer loudly when they're winning, and they boo like mofo's when they're losing. Mm-hmm. Um, Spike was in attendance as well, uh, as always. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, but really fun game, I thought. Um, yeah, Julius Randall certainly wasn't himself. No, six of twenty-three from the field. He's mm. kind of like. He didn't play outside of his game as per se, but 
really forced up quite a lot of shots he didn't need to. Or, you know, they just weren't dropping as well. So, mm. um, huge contribution off the bench. Um, my guy, D Rose, um, check Chris Crawford's book. He's he's under my, my guy list. So, <laughs> um, you know, his sweetest comeback in NBA history, D Rose. Um, he's given you 17 off the bench. Easily their best guard and possibly best playmaker or, you know, he, he can create shots better than anyone. Alec Burks, 27, shooting mm. up those sweet fire balls um, from deep. Um, That's a bench. Yeah. So this Nick starters were 17 of 53 from the field. Yeah. They were junk. Yeah. Really carried by those two off the bench. And then... He even had um, Frank Nicolina come in at the end to guard Trey Young. And, mm. um, how, how'd that go, Mel? Uh, well, Atlanta won <laughs> uh, off the back of Trey icing the game. And then oh. just... Shh. Yeah, yeah. I'll, choice words, choice words, choice words. Yes, <laughs> yes. It got real quiet is the... You know, the gist of what he said. I think he said, he said uh, wow, this, this building is uh, really quiet right now. Mm, mm. Something like that. I'm not Something good at lip like reading, that. but yeah. Yeah. Look, it was weird. Um, one of the things I definitely... One of my first thoughts, weird when I saw this, the the replay of the clip was, huh, Trey maybe want to get... Whoever did LeBron's hair... Maybe Trey wants to get his number. I don't know. Oh, I know glass houses, rocks, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> did you see the meme going around of that lollipop yeah, with random hairs coming yes. off it? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Sometimes some hairstyles make me not so upset that I can't do that. Mm. It's like I'd rather not have to deal with that. <laughs> um, and Gallinari <laughs> looking yeah. like some sort of, I don't know, 80s Bond villain or something, <laughs> just with the uh, the very low cut mohawk. Yeah, for yeah, just I know he's the roost of it. Come on, mate, that's just it, it was an odd look. Ugh. It was a very odd look, but I mean, yeah. yeah, not not great hairstyles from the Hawks, but they're one and zero. Got the W. Um, does that game make you change your prediction for the series? Uh, no. If anything, I think it's going to go to seven even more now. I think, yeah, if Barrett and Randall have games like that and it takes Trey Young heroics to win, Mm. I'm sticking with Knicks in seven. I think their defense gets it done for them personally and they just need enough offense. Yeah. Yeah, they just have to find and they've been able to find enough of it you know, this year to get to where they are. So we'll see if they can find it in this series. Yeah, I mean, you get a hundred and what, hundred and five points they got. Uh, hundred and five for the Knicks. Hundred and five for the Hawks. With their starters shooting like twenty five percent from the field. So. Yeah, basically dirt. Yeah, right. I, I'll stick with the Knicks in seven. Agreed. Ball don't, ball don't lie. lie. That ball don't lie. As we do every week, it's time to come back home to the league we love with the mm. sweet, sweet, gorgeous D. Nothing the NBL. Better. Nothing better than the D, hey, big fella? Sure, why not? Hmm. All right. All right. Well, if there's been a few catch-up 
games and different things squeezed in for this round. So Oh yeah. Get your blankies, guys. Yeah. This is a big round this of video. Big and well, we got nine games in this one. Big, big. Mm. Uh let's start off. Melbourne United versus the Hawks. Mm. Harvey. Cold in this one. You're as cold as ice. Cold. Melbourne United getting it done 102 to 87 over the Hawks. Yeah, it's interesting game from Tyler Harvey. Just sort of slow out of the gates and just, I don't know, never really looking looked engaged. Like, yeah, sure, you look shot 33% from the field. What I'm more worried about, though, is he shot nine attempts. He was three of nine from the field, which is just crazy to me that... You know, a player of his ability is taking nine shots in a game. Mm. Um, the Hawks, to me, I don't know. They they're in. They need to be winning, but they didn't really look like they were overly interested in this one. No. No. Um, and, of course, you know, not not to hang poo-poo on them because they did play Melbourne United, you know, one of the top two teams in the league. Um, you had Jock Landale and... Bubbles Goulding, red hot, 17 to 27 between them. And I think, although he might not have been happy with this change, Scotty Hobson seems to have embraced this bench role. And he's starting to play really well uh, from that position. I mean, he's giving you 13 points and eight assists off the bench. Mm. And, you know, he's giving you little stat lines like that just about every game. So, um well, that's how you win yeah. chips with, you know, people coming off the bench and giving you that depth off the bench. So, Yeah, and look, this depth for um, uh, Melbourne is just ridiculous. Like mm. um, Anderson Barlow, Scotty Hobson, Luala Keel, like, oh, yep. Shaley. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, you had, oh, what's his name coming back? Against the Bullets last night, um, Bubba, who, yep. yeah, we'll get to a bit later, but this team just has so much depth from the top to the bottom of the roster. So mm. they got the job done here against the Hawks. They sure did. Moving on, Bullets, Wildcats. <laughs> Maybe we should leave this one till last. <laughs> <laughs> we can circle back. We can circle back. That's nah, all right. Let's. Get into it. Yes. Uh, Bullet's got got the chockies on this one. Yeah. As uh, a good friend of the show, Anthony Kopskis, would uh, would put it. Uh, LP was just cooking. Uh, 23, 64% mm. from the field. Just, yeah, got it all done. And Perth wasn't really firing. No. Um, they struggled to get going in this one. Cotton, your boy, mm. 10 points, shooting mm. 18% from the field. Um, had you normal production from Mooney or near normal from Mooney? Yep. Um, our old friend from Brisbane, churchy boy, Clint Steindl, just had himself an absolute game. <laughs> Six of seven from deep. He was just torching the bullets for a period there. So he gave you 25 off the bench. Yep. Um, Mooney with 18 and 7, your normal production. Will Magne sort of looked like he was finding his feet there. Um, as much as it pains me to say, I wish he was in a Bullets jersey. But mm. anyway, um, he's 
going to be pretty valuable for this team moving forward, um, given their recent news this week, Mel, that... Oh, would you like to break it for everyone? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's already been broken, but yeah. <laughs> we'll break it down. Cotton gone. Mm. By the look of it, uh, hematoma, yeah. basically bleeding in his thigh. Yeah. I believe. Yep. So and he's had surgery to fix it, and mm. um, will be reevaluated. But yeah, looks looks like he's done for the season. So at least the regular season. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, hematoma is like blood pooling outside of a blood vessel so you don't want that and you need to get it out of there yeah he um yeah pl- played another game after picking it up and yeah then when got a scan and it was oh nope we're gonna get on straight on that and mm. yeah just one of those things it definitely you know you're crazy if you don't think that this hurts the wildcats chances of uh getting another chip mm-hmm. but uh yeah, look, they do have some depth on the team. You know, they're gonna, they can win some games, but it'll definitely be tougher against Melbourne United at full strength with the depth they have. Mm. Like, you know, I'm just assuming here that ever that it's gonna be the Wildcats and United getting through to the to the grand final. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely gonna be tougher without uh, without Cotton setting the table. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But, you know, they did have Cotton in this game and the bullets just steamrolled them. Yeah. So it was good to see. Mm-hmm. The boys got up. Um, yeah, well done, bullets. Yeah. Uh, next game, Breakers knocked over the Kings. Mm. 89-81 to the Breakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Delaney with 28-12. and 12. Yeah. Very good game from young Finn out there. Yep. Uh, we also had uh, old Brizzy Willie. Mm. Uh, 12, 7 and 4. Not too bad. Um, but, uh, yeah. What I liked about Will was that he just... He's more of that traditional point guard in that... Similar to how Chris Paul's been voted as you know, an MVP candidate. I'm not comparing him to Chris Paul, mm. just in the sense that what they do on the court doesn't necessarily translate in the box score. Mm-hmm. And he really controlled this game and um, he had the best plus minus out of any player in this game, which, you know, after <laughs> I know you're not overly keen on plus minus stuff, but mm-hmm. that means that he, when he was on the court, the team was at their best. The team outscored the Kings the most when... Um, Will was, you know, running the show. Mm. Um, so that's what that tells me. Um, for the Kings, Casper seems to be doing what Casper does. He was my sneaky MVP pick. I don't think he's going to sniff it this year. Um, 20 points on 19 shots, which seems to be the way he's going this season. He's just sort of, you know, look up how many shots he's taken. It's probably about how many points he had. Mm. Um, you know, Three assists, six turnovers. That's, oof. <laughs> you'd, you'd normally like to go three, like at worst, three assists to one turnover. Um, so going two turnovers to one assist isn't optimal. And Jarrell Martin, 
you know, he's just plodding along now. He's giving you the 18 and 5, shooting well from the field. Um, bit of, not necessarily foul trouble, but he was getting up there. Um, but, yeah, the Kings just weren't really able to get anything going and really not much from their bench either. So it was a tough no, one for him. Weeksy didn't play in this one, so... You know, that's, <laughs> that explains everything. Yeah, that, that's probably where they're going wrong on that one. So <laughs> never stood a chance, if only. All right, next one. Uh, 36ers took on the Hawks. Mm. Hawks got this one done, uh, yeah. 81-73. Um, <laughs> this one was, was interesting. 36ers were up. Gorgon calls a timeout, basically does very little talking and just stares down his team. They come out after that timeout and end the quarter with a 10-0 and run. Sorry, an 18-0 and run at the end of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And then they finish the second quarter with a 10-0 and run. And by that point, the game was, you know, game was basically cooked. It, it was over. And, uh, yep. yeah, it was just, you know, Adelaide without Giddy. Oh, on offense, it's just noticeable. Oh, it's, 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 yeah. it's rough. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no quarterback. You know, no one's getting the, no one's getting everybody the shots they like to take, where they like to take them, when they like to take them, in rhythm. That's not happening. And it's just, yeah, everyone's just firing away. Um, but. Little yeah. shout out to another Brizzy boy, Brennan Tease, who led the bench for Adelaide there. Mm. Led the bench in scoring. He's been playing in Adelaide for quite a while now, but. Um, very well known around the Brisbane basketball circuit as a junior. So good to see him still doing well. Big Johnson had a rough one. Didn't really take a lot of shots. Um, as you said, Mel, it's just, you know, their offense just looks stagnant. And it's like, well, all right, let's pass to Giddy so he can do something. Oh. Yep. Yikes. Awkward. And but- when you're that reliant on a kid that young, I know he's very good, but, you know, you should be... You should have more depth than that, you know, to mm. lose a rookie and be that <laughs> woeful, really. There was a, a rather weird and magical moment. Croker got an obvious foul, whinged about it, something shocking, got a got a tech foul, got subbed, and then whilst on the bench, kept going and got another tech foul for the coach. Mm. So, you know... That was a that was a really nice little you know moment. Basically, all he really had to do was just you know say, put up the uh, the cross symbol and say sub me out, coach, because yep. he clearly just did not want to be there and was like, no, nah, I'm angry. I'm letting everybody know. And later in the game, when the coach started um, chirping a little bit to the referee, it was like, oh, careful, Tiger, you might get yourself ejected here, <laughs> which would have been hilarious. I don't think Coach and Croker would have spoken much afterwards. Certainly not positively, but no, never know. Um, next game won't spend a lot of time on this one. Perth beat the brakes off Cairns. Yeah, it's Cairns. Unfortunately, after Cam Oliver left, has just become Machado versus everybody, and everybody is winning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about that. Look, <laughs> after the the first quarter it was twenty six and eight, you know, and the fourth quarter they you know, was twenty three apiece. But, uh, yeah, all the damage was done in quarter two and three. 
unfortunately. Interestingly, this one thing I'm taking away from this, um, Cotton was okay, Blanchfield was okay, Mooney was his normal self. Will Magne, best plus minus on the team mm-hmm. in 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was a plus 28. Did not score a point. No. You don't see that too often. Didn't no. score a point, but no. had the most impact on winning. So he took one shot in 22 minutes. It was a three-pointer. It didn't really look like it was ever going in. And um, had two assists as well. But he's just coming in, doing what they want him to do. He's that presence on defense. And, you know, they took a, a no-risk hit on him, and it's working out so far. Yeah. Just what a team like Perth needed. Star center. (laughs) Um, After that, Mel, the Kings and the Breakers had a rematch. They did. Mm. And results were reversed. Yeah. Kings got up in this one, of Mm -hmm. course. 81-76. So after Delaney had a massive game in game one of this miniseries, he uh, could not be found shooting one of nine in this one. Yeah, yeah, wasn't... Uh... 36 minutes. <laughs> That's a lot of minutes. It is. Um, we had Casper uh, with 15, 2 and 2. Mm. Um, Still not very good from the field. Not particularly, no. But uh, they did Still have... Still double the turnovers than assists. Yeah. That's concerning. But they did have Martin who really helped out with 29 mm. and 9 rebounds. So, yep. you know... Got it done in the end. Not too bad overall. Alrighty, heading over to... Uh, 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 yeah, we won't be yeah. spending long on this one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say uh, the Bullets had a night off. Mm-hmm. Well, Drimmick came to work. <laughs> and uh, look, yep. this was a real rough one for the Bullets. Um, sitting down to watch, I thought, you know... We've just beat Perth. Um, I, I think we're in with a shot here. I, we generally match up all right with um, mm. the Phoenix. And look, it was just never competitive for whatever reason. Um, first half was okay. Like, I, I never really felt like the Bullets were in it. But then on the scoreboard, I want to say it was still single digits at halftime. I can't remember exactly. I probably should have looked this up, but... Um, I felt like it was still single digits. Uh, yes, it was. It was eight points. Yeah. Um, but then third quarter, I believe it was, the Phoenix just came out and just stepped on the throats of the Bullets. Yeah, in the third quarter, they outscored us 26 to 10. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, Adnam, um, Kyle Adnam was awesome off the bench for Phoenix, giving them 15 points. Um, but it was just really scoring and defending by committee. There was... No one that just stood out as absolutely awesome from Phoenix, but their mm. whole team was just so solid, and the Bullets just didn't have a didn't have an answer, unfortunately. Yeah, even uh, Tarangi had uh, twelve points and five rebounds. So you're yeah. saying that as if it's surprising. But I'm I'm saying it was a real team effort. <laughs> Um, interestingly enough, uh, Ruben didn't play a lot in this game. I don't, no, don't know minutes. why, but yeah. 13 minutes, but still got 12 points. And it was a plus mm. 19. Mm. Anyway, I'm look, not the coach of the Phoenix for a reason. No, look, quality player. I don't know why you've been so down on him, mate. 
Uh, hopefully get him on the show one day. I can't wait to like take all these clips and play them to him. Mate, uh, I stand by everything I've said. Good, I hope you do. Yep. <laughs> Even if it gets me a punch in the face. Uh. <laughs> uh, love you, Rubes. Love your work. Please don't keep kicking our butt like that. Um, there is a few more games. There's another four games to go, Mal. This was a huge round. It was. Um, look, I think you know we won't spend too much time on this because we've talked about these two teams extensively already. Mm-hmm. Perth in their first game without Bryce Cotton. Um, look, struggled in the first half a bit, uh, especially in the second quarter there when, you know, they've already not got Cotton, so they then they have to go to the bench and the bench was a little bit anemic on offense, but, mm. you know, eventually the Sixers just, as they do post Giddy, just rolled over and Perth walk away of the win there. Pretty much. Mm. Pretty much. Um, not, a, not a whole heap to go into there realistically. Yeah, and I think the next game's kind of similar. Again, two teams we've kind of talked about already. The Hawks, Tyler Harvey. Uh, well, sorry, the Hawks beating the Taipans. Tyler Harvey getting his mojo back. Perfect game to do it. 22-7-9. Yep. Um, Jessup with 24 adding in. Um, Taipans, again, it's just Machado just trying his best, but just doesn't really have the horses right now. So, No, not, not a lot they're doing there at the moment. No. Um, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> We've got two games to go. <laughs> circle back. Um, first one was last night. Mm. So that was the Bullets taking on Melbourne, Melbourne United. United. And look, Bullets started really positively. Um, first quarter was great, I mm-hmm. thought. Yep. Um, Sobey looking to make amends. He came out aggressive, as did LP, Lamar Patterson. Um, BJ Johnson started his first game for the Bullets. Yeah. Uh, it was he does things that don't show up on the box score, much like Vic Law, um, but it doesn't help the casual fan that then you know goes and hops on the internet and says, "Oh, you did this and not this," and mm. um, pretty rough for him to come over here and quarantine and just get thrown in at the end of a season. And he's done his best. And look, there are, there's positive things there. There's tools there. It just hasn't quite been able to put it all together yet. Mm. Um, yep, but I agree with that. United's play, look, they were just their normal machine. <laughs> McCarron just leading the way, just an absolute pest all over the floor. Mm. Um, yeah, Landau was pretty, kept pretty quiet, um, which was good. Um, but Bubbles got it going and Luau Akil got it going. And yeah, it was just the Bullets just couldn't quite match United down the stretch. Fourth quarter from the Bullets was quite good. They did make a late surge, but United, as we said before, they've just got too much depth. No way able to hold the Bullets out there. Yeah, and Bullets finished 88, Melbourne United 99. Mm. Double figures. Double-double. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No? No, something like that. Mm, something. Um, and just hot off the press this evening, we've had the Breakers kick the backsides of, yep, Adelaide 36ers. So, mm-hmm. um, By 18 points. Yeah, not not very close there. Corey Webster lit it up off the bench, 22-8 and eight, um, off the bench for them, for the Breakers, sorry. Um, I, was, yeah. I was in a little hotter too um, for the Breakers. He's been very up and down of late. Yeah. Uh, 14.7 rebounds in this one. Um, 
he's come a long way from a player earlier in the year who was was it two was it two games out of three had like twenty rebound games like mm-hmm. it was just <clears throat> and backed it up I believe also with double figure points as in both games so it was very hot and cold um, matchup dependent it feels like it is for the Colton Iverson going down the stretch yeah um so yeah that's the last huge round of NBL <laughs> um they sort of get a bit quieter from here there's a lot of catch up games and it was known as Mad May so mm. Um, a lot less games over the next few rounds, but this uh, race for the top four is heating up. As it does every year. Yeah. Magical to see. United top, Perth second, and then you've got Phoenix, Hawks, Kings, all separated by two games fighting for that fourth spot. As we say, it's going to come down to the wire. It's just going to come down to who wants it more. Yep. We'll um, keep an eye on it and we'll... Check back in next week. We sure will. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. So, Mal, that wraps up yet another week, our five-month anniversary of Ball Don't Lie Australia. Yeah. Yeah. It's been uh, 20 of the best. Yeah. Yeah, I would 100% agree. No bias here, though, of course. Mm -hmm. We like to Mm -hmm. be very objective. Um, Although the best, probably not measurable, but in our opinion, we are the best. It's like most of the NBA awards, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, really big but fun show tonight. And um, I know our NBA coverage seemed a bit large and possibly daunting, but it's going to shrink as we go. So there's no playing next week. Yeah. And as, as each series wraps up, obviously our chat on the show is going to get smaller about NBA. Um, but we'll be able to go into those series and games in more depth. Um as there's not as many to talk about. And of course, same thing with the NBL, heading towards the finals there. So we'll be covering all of that. And as both of those leagues wrap up, we'll be transitioning a bit into NBL 1 territory. Um, So large focus on our NBL 1 North up here in Queensland, obviously. Mm -hmm. But we will endeavor to, you know, keep an eye out on all the other NBL 1 leagues and, you know, some top plays or big score lines like we had... um, Frolling on last week when she had a huge game down for Launceston or Launceston, depending who you ask. Yeah, we didn't really get an answer on that one, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, it's one of them, surely. Yeah, place in Tasmania. <laughs> um, so, look, we'll be looking to cover a lot of that. So, if you do follow that league, please stay with us after the NBA and NBL wraps up because we'll be moving into that. Um, we will have um, in a couple of days. Our monthly mailbag will be dropping. So keep your ears and eyes, I guess, peeled for that on our social media and on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, So we'll be covering, I think, four or five questions in this one. And they're all ones that have been sent in or, you know, we've had some live questions at the NBL One game. So feel free, you know, in the future to come say hello and get your questions in. We, we have a microphone there that Mel has up and running. So mm-hmm. you can ask us live questions. You can send them in through the Facebook page. You can slide into our Instagram DMs if you want. Um, however you want to send a question or, or content through, please do so. Just uh, obviously not while the game is on. Yeah. <laughs> it would be ideal. 
<laughs> maybe just give us a nod or something that you want to do it um but we won't be able to yeah stop everything to do that that's mm. fine um just wanted to mention our next home game for the capitals that you can join us for will be on june the 5th so it'll be at orkin flower stadium of course against the southwest metro pirates women tipping off at 5 p.m the men tipping off at 7 p.m so you can join us live for that if you were just keen on watching the caps games um they are on the road this week they've got a double header a pretty brutal one they play on the 28th up at sunshine coast phoenix before backing up the very next night against Northside wizards Mm. so Two big games for the Caps in two nights um, before returning home next weekend, June the fifth. So, and we did get the the Caps did get the uh, the Chockeys over Wizards in both their first matchups. So yeah. it'll be interesting if we can hopefully do it again in round two. That'd be great. <laughs> so yeah, NBL one, lots to keep an eye on there. Obviously, we'll be back here next week to discuss the NBA playoffs and second last round of NBL. It's really heating up. So, in the meantime, remember, like, follow on Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you do it on both. There might be exclusives on either platform. Definitely subscribe to us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Please share us around. Make sure your friends are listening. Your mm-hmm. pets, your neighbour, the postman. Anyone we're adding this week? Uh, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. Yeah, why I'm not? not. Yeah. I, I like it. Just head down to your local candlestick maker and <laughs> make sure they're tuning into their niche <laughs> podcast of Bald Don't Lie Australia. Um, but you can search us up on all the socials, follow us, and um, yeah, we'll be back to do all this again next week. And of course, that's because... That ball don't lie. Never does.